Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to the WrestleManiacs Podcast. A podcast where a group of improvisers from Detroit with a mutual love of wrestling come together to discuss each WrestleMania one at a time. Hello out there, all you wrestling maniacs, all you nostalgia-holics, all you hardcore members of the IWC, and the casual fans who like their wrestling on the TV. Welcome to the WrestleManiacs Podcast bonus episode. My name is Alex Ketchum, and as always, I'm here with the man with the plan, Mr. Bob Wick. Bob, how you doing? We're gonna get down today, baby! Indeed we are. And as always, the always funny, Jake Russell, how you doing? What up, though? Greetings from Detroit. So, today we're gonna have a... Right? I love that. I, I, just <laughs> like, I just like say that, and then I'm like, well, now what do I say? Uh, you but, said hello. That, that's a good intro. Well, some people in Tennessee don't know what what up, though, is, so i got to translate for them, you know? Yeah. Um, it's all our Memphis fans. How you doing, Blake? Trying to broaden our audience. I get it. <laughs> so we kind of came up with this idea for this bonus episode. Um, it's kind of based on matches that we've never seen before, right? And matches that we've always heard about but never really taken the time to sit down and watch and especially now without getting on your iphone every two minutes um and this time we took one from the clash of the champions which actually we just had a clash of champions last night didn't we yeah yeah did you guys watch clash of the champions no i didn't catch it i got a good bit i, I caught most of it um but again moving right now so i kind of fell asleep on the couch about halfway through uh becky lynch's match was really good though yeah i tell you what the women's matches at, during this the pay per view were incredible. Storytelling, wrestling, it was great. The, I, both matches were probably the two, you know, top three of the night. Um, I, I I I think they keep it simple. That's why it's very it's a simple storyline. Maybe it's because they haven't done like a lot of in depth stories with the women up until like the revolution and everything. But uh, have they done a all women's pay per view yet? They yes, did. yes, oh, yes, yeah. Wow. It was great. Well, you know, keeping it simple, yes, but also each each female character is very distinct, has a distinct want. You know, it's not there's no clutter. I I think they're more developed than the male. Like they, you know, what their want is. You know what the goal is. Um, they they build a little more tension between uh the rivalries and stuff like that. They 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 take a little bit longer on the stories, and I, I think they just do a better job. Right. No, I, I agree. I, I I remember when I started watching it, and they were just they had the tag team championship match, and it was Seth and Braun who were the champions. But they're going to fight later that night, so the the announcers kept explaining the situation yeah. over and over again. It gave me a headache. And then, but the women's match was very straightforward. Like one wanted the other one was jealous of like you know Sasha was jealous of Becky, and the man don't take no shit. Right. Simple. There you go. That's it. That's all you need. And Becky's a promo machine. Yeah, She's yeah. great. I still love, keep my name out your mouth. That's like the best line ever. I love that. So Pop that girl right in the mouth. Mm. <laughs> hey, Becky. Pow. No, uh, overall, it was a decent pay-per-view. But like I said, I think the women really stuck out that night. and I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the match. Yeah, I'm going to try to watch the rest of it uh, tonight when I get home. Uh, it's great background noise at the very least. But the year is 1988. Oh, Clash yeah. of the Champions. 1988, Clash of the Champions won. Still looks, still looks dirty. Still, <laughs> still looks dirty. Yeah. Now, did it look dirtier or cleaner than WrestleMania? Uh, they're about the same. About the same. Really? About the same. Yeah, I thought it was night and day. See, and I expected it to look smaller than WrestleMania, but it didn't look much smaller. 
I mean, looks smaller than WrestleMania three, but not smaller than WrestleMania four. Okay, I got you. Yeah. Well, I mean, it still. I think it was because of the hard cam, but like it still felt smaller to me as a kid. I remember like the big one of the big things when you compare the two right. was like the presentation of it, and WWF yeah. just seemed much more like newer, brighter. It was, I don't. Know, there wasn't smoky arenas and like this was in the Greensboro uh, Greensboro Coliseum, like the Crockett hot, hotbed, right? So this is like their hottest crowds. They had the best pay per views there. Ric Flair is a god there, and it was Sting's coming out like event. This is like a main eventer, so this is the match we wanted to watch, right? Sting versus Ric Flair at Clash of the Champions one, which was the main event of this event that went right against WrestleMania at the exact same time. Yeah, they're going toe to toe, and then they they actually. They drew a lot of people away from WrestleMania. That was incredible. It had a really high rating, like a 5.6. It had sold out the Coliseum with like 6,000. And like the crowd was really into it, too, man. They were all over it. And the match was... I, I loved it. I It was so... like I don't want to call it simple, but it was like basic wrestling. You know, like, there, there not a lot of... We didn't get a lot of uh, off-the-top rope type deals. No. I mean... When we when they went to their finishing moves or you know their submissions, it was with a purpose. It wasn't you know from the get like they told a really long story because this match was set to be forty five minutes. Yeah, and it yeah it was a, yeah they they still had the time limits, which they did in WWF two at the time. Um, but Jake compare this time limit draw to the Jake Rick Rude time limit draw. Yeah, yeah, that and that was just as and that was. Like half the time of that, wasn't it? Yeah, a third. A third of it? Was yeah. it oh, is yeah. it 20 minute time? 20 limit? minutes, yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. Or 15 or 20, I can't remember. But I think I think one of us said that during the match. Like That was a long 15 minutes, man. Yeah. And this <laughs> that was, was long, and it was like, like, I nodded off a little bit watching it. Yeah, it was like that match, unfortunately, like I thought it was, you'd think it would be so good, and unfortunately it was just like neither one of those guys came to play that day. Which is a little disappointing because they knew that this was going to be their one match for W, you know, for the WrestleMania four. They should have gave it their all. They they should have been running because Rick and because I know him because Flair and Sting for forty five minutes they were hitting the ropes. They were moving. Uh, there were some parts where they would you know get each other into a chin lock or something like some kind of you know hold. You know, maybe take a break or something. Maybe that's when they're talking to each other. I don't wrestle, so I don't know. But it it still kept that moving, and it kept my attention. It didn't feel long at all. No, at it didn't. All. It went by really quickly. And I think another thing that helped also the the audience was really into it. Like the the arena was everything popped anytime anytime Sting broke out of a a move or you know had to get the you know got the upper hand. Or get his like signature, woo, and shit like that. Yeah. Well, it's 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 funny they both do that, Rick Rolier and Sting. Yeah, I always that. thought that was funny too. I was all, I always thought like, did Sting just rip that off of? It's like, maybe it's a little different. Or did he say woo? Is it woo or who? Or I don't know. Rick Flair's woo, know. right? Yeah, Rick Flair's woo. Yeah, but I, I think Sting's like ow or something. I don't know, but it's something similar, right? It's very similar. But whatever yeah. he was doing, like he did it like a bunch of times, and the crowd just got hype every time. Every time. I think he did like 20 times. That should have been the stipulation of the match. Whoever won, wins gets to do woo. Oh, gets the woo. Gets the woo. <laughs> Wrestle for the woo. 
Wow, how wrestling would be different if Sting had won that match. Wrestle for the Wu, the Wu Tang. <laughs> Wrestle for the Wu Tang. I like how Jake just shook his head like, no, no, we're not going to no. have another yummy in the bank moment, Bob. <laughs> we're that not doing the shit two weeks in a row. Oh. Sir. <laughs> yummy. Um, I liked I liked this match because like uh, you know Ric Flair getting his ass kicked most of the match, but like every move he did was like a huge move. That was like fuck Sting up. I just like how they played that, like, you know, they played that uh, that balance. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, uh, that's a good point. Like, I I completely agree, and I think this is something we kind of both talked about. Uh, how at the same time, WWF was trying to have WrestleMania be the night for the Macho Man and make him the new big star, and Crockett or WCW was doing the same thing for Sting, and they did it two completely different ways. And like you said. Sting was beating up on Flair most of the time. And most of the time when Sting would kind of lose the advantage, it was by something he did and Flair just got lucky and got out of the way. or And he would jump yeah. and hit the post or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Flair would take advantage. Meanwhile, on the other side, Macho was all over the place and their idea was to use Hogan to shake Macho Man's hand and give him the belt. and Yeah, point at him. Which was whack. Like, he's with me. Compared to like, yeah, uh, you guys watch that, uh, the Ric Flair 30 on 30. Mm-hmm. Hogan, they interview, interview Hogan and Hogan straight up says, Rick was always a better wrestler than me. And when I first watched that, my first thought was, oh, he, mean, he meant technically. Like, you know, like if we were to have an actual amateur wrestling match, Rick could probably take me, you know. Uh, but what after watching this match and after watching like WrestleMania 4, I think, what he means is Rick is an all-around better wrestler, meaning he's not afraid to help someone look good. I mean, the three of us here improvise, and when we, when we learn how to improvise, we were always taught, like, your job is to make the other person look as good as possible. And when you both do that to, for each other, the overall product is amazing. And that's what Rick and – keep on calling Rick as if he's my best friend. No, uh, we're all on first name. Yeah, yeah, you know, my buddy Rick. You know, uh but Flair and, and Sting, Sting did for each other, you know, like they they were taking turns and it made a 45 match, 45 minute match look incredible. And it, and even though it, it was a, a draw, it, it 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 put them both over. Yeah. Like I'm I'm so good. at You know, even though I'm older and I've been the champion five times, that's how hard I am to beat. Even though I'm young and kind of a rookie and a mid card guy. I can I can make you work for forty five minutes, you know. Like, there's respect in that. Like, just the challenge. I completely agree. Uh, even though Sting didn't win, he was definitely considered a main event level uh, contender for the championship. Now, yeah, and he was like, he he had the popularity growing. He was very popular at the time. Don't get me wrong; it was not like there's some random stranger. He had been winning matches, and but he was like upper mid card, and this made him a contender. Right, he could have a rematch or win the belt and it would not be surprising. And he didn't, I mean, he did not win it and Macho Man did win it. And I still think that Sting was in much better position than Macho Man. Totally yeah. agree. Because all, all the uh, Macho, the WrestleMania Macho Man and uh, who he wrestled again, Ted DiBiase, all, yeah. the, all, all that said was that just made Hogan look better or made Hogan, that just, it, it just boosted Hogan's image more than Macho's. 
which was I thought was that was so trash, man. Yeah, because that was that was weak ass. Ending. When I was a kid, I was like, oh, look how good Hogan is. He's helping out his friend. He had like, and you know, just thinking about the psychology of it. Oh, Macho Man can't win unless Hogan comes and interferes. Right. Because we get again, we got a cheating Hogan. You know, like watching these old WrestleManias. I know we talked about this a couple times. The the whole Hogan always cheating when that's kind of like a shitty thing for his character to do since he's supposed to be like the pure one. It kind of reminds me of that that Zach Morris is trash videos that they have. Like if you really look at the psychology of his motivations, like he's kind of bullshit. I've heard about that, and I don't want to watch it because I think it would ruin Saved by the Bell for me. But what? <laughs> <laughs> It'll make it so much better. You should watch it. Yeah, really? yeah, we should yeah. Wa- we should watch it. We, Bonus this episode this, five. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is what we should do. We should watch Zach Morris's trash, and then like, and then we should probably uh, we should make our own series called Hulk Hogan is trash. <laughs> Hulk Hogan is trash. <laughs> like Hulk Hogan is trash. <laughs> I won't sing for it. Or just be like. Or just call him, Hogan, you're not my brother, or something like that. I don't know, some bullshit. I don't know. No, I like it. I like it. <laughs> I think we should break down like how whack Hogan that is. Hogan that is. is actually really intriguing. That, that challenge accepted. Legs. I like it. Because <laughs> let's play with that a little bit. Yeah, but that Morris Trash will not ruin Say by the Bell. Okay. It actually will make it better. You'll make it better. Because rewatching Save by the Bell now would just ruin it itself for you. Yeah, actually. <laughs> that's true. Actually, yeah, I figured it. Yeah, it would not hold up. Don't meet your heroes and don't watch it from your childhood, unless it's WrestleMania, which unless you're a nostalgia holic like yeah. that. Yeah, and sometimes they're not as good as you remember, but you know, it's sometimes other things are always better than you recall. You know, I agree. It's I things agree. You miss. But I, uh, but I appreciate. Yeah, I appreciate the fact that like, even though, um. Even though Sting didn't win it, like, you know what I'm saying? He won, like, he won in general. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. as far as, like, you know, as far as, like, his, his ranking in the uh, AW, well, what was it called back then? AWA? It was, no, w, uh, WCW. WCW. Yeah. I think it was WCW at this time, or it was still Crockett, Jim Crockett Promotions. Yeah, was it, the, it was a Georgia Championship Wrestling. Or something. I, I think it was, yeah, I think it was WCW by now because that's when he got involved with Turner. Oh, I didn't see that on, like, the. The, the yeah, on the ring, it said. I thought it said AWA. Whatever. Oh, it, it could have been. Yeah, I didn't know they were talking about TBS a lot, and I was like, whoa, yeah, Superstation. Yeah, Superstation. I know it's called Superstation back then. Shit, eighty-eight. I, I think it was know. NWA, WCW, maybe something. Like NWA. Yeah, what national. You want to talk about? Still like the National Wrestling Alliance. Which we should just talk like about, a mafia. We should talk about the uh, the the commentary on this. Oh, Jim Ross and Tony Schiavone doing a show together. Yeah, man. Like Tony Schiavone has a quite the interesting uh, career. Like I never thought about it till this week. Like he's worked with everybody. Like like I mean, some really great people. He, I still find him gross as fuck, but that's just my. See, opinion. I find his show hilarious. Oh, he he grosses me out, man. I'm I'm not a fan anymore. I used to like it. I like his voice. He's got great delivery. Like the watch alongs are hilarious. I don't know. I just like him okay. just doing weird voices and just like shitting on half the stuff he did. It's just hilarious for me. But uh yeah, I I thought he did a great job and Jim Ross I, Jim Ross's voice was so different then than it is now. And I know he talks about his Bell, Bell's palsy and predict I guess I don't know, condition. But 
honestly, I feel like I liked his voice better after he came back from like the Bell's palsy. Like, it, I don't know if it was deeper then or what, but it just it it's, it sounded like a little rougher, and I liked it. I don't yeah, know. It, it's deeper too. Like. Uh, I, I think I, I got him confused with uh, Tony Schiavone during the match. Like, man, his voice is really high. You should like Tony. Like, that's that's Ross. Like, oh, shit. Yeah, I remember when he first came to WWF and he had a higher voice, and I didn't really like it that much. But Maybe I was just too used to Vince and what about over? Yeah. He's still, the. I mean, one of the best commentators ever, though. Like, I just, he's always in pocket, JR. Oh, yeah, JR's awesome. Like and just seeing them having them do one together, I don't think I can remember any other show that I've seen, at least not in a long time, that they were both doing commentary. So that was fun. <laughs> Ric Flair's robe was all. Oh, what about the penthouse? They had the judges in the oh, penthouse. Oh yeah, <laughs> I, we thought it. They said pet of the year. It was actually pent of the year. Pent of the year. Yeah, I've never heard of pent of the year. It's basically penthouse magazine's uh, playmate of the year. So comparing. WrestleMania four with Clash, the champions won. Uh, they did a very similar thing, and they had guest judges. So usually, like in a WrestleMania, you have your your either your guest judge or timekeeper or announcer. Uh, WrestleMania four had Vanna White and Bob Urich. Did they have anybody Uker. else? Uker. Urich. Urich. I don't know. Uker. Is it Uker? Uker. Bob Uker. I'm not a baseball guy. Mr. Belvedere's boss. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Belvedere's boss. You never seen Mr. Belvedere? Uh uh-uh. uh. Yeah, he was. That's. That, yeah. Bob Euchre or Uric, uh I think it's Euchre. Uh, was on Mr. Belvedere. He was the dad. Uh, anyways, so we had those celebrities <laughs> on, on WrestleMania, but uh, WCW or Georgia Championship Wrestling had. Eddie Haskell. Oh, from the Eddie Haskell from the new Leave it to Beaver on TBS. That's horrible. He uh, was like 60. Yeah, yeah. Still wearing like his Eddie Haskell hat. Hat or and jersey. Not jersey. What do you call that? Like a like a cardigan. Cardigans. Yeah, like a high school cardigans with the letter on it. Um, <laughs> they had the older brother from the Wonder Years. Here's the thing, though. If you go back and watch this again, when they make the announcements, yeah, uh, like the announcers put off a little bit, and because he starts to say like you know and from big TV star, and he's like uh, Eddie Haskell from thing, and then he kind of stops and he's like oh yeah, and from the Wonder Years, this guy, and like uh, and then you look at <laughs> and you look at the and then you, and then you look at the table, they have a note card and pencil for the three people, but not the Wonder Years guy. I think he was just there as a fan, and then just like got involved like he was not supposed to be a judge i don't think all right <laughs> he was the only fucker i recognized though yeah <laughs> i know that's the sad thing no i knew that he has I, I used to skip school a lot and watch bullshit <laughs> highway to heaven yeah no that was a night <laughs> lucky me uh yeah so like Oh, I mean, yeah, Clash of the Champions was great. Uh, this is a great match, and I'm glad we sat down and watched it, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a bunch of other matches that we talked about that I, I, I want to show you guys later on as we get closer to them, like the time period. Um, there's like a, a great one with the Hearts and the Steiners. It was just amazing. Uh, there's, and if we get a chance, I, I want to watch like some rock and roll and Midnight. Oh, that'd be cool. Because I've never really, I haven't watched a lot of their stuff. 
Yeah, I'd also like to check out the episode. What was that thing that Vince used to do? With, like, there was like kind of like the Carson show with the Tuesday Night Titans. Tuesday Night Titans. I like to check that out because I've I've heard of it, but I've never seen it. Like, what what does wrestling sketch look like? I would imagine pretty horrible. Oh, it's amazing. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, Tuesday Night Titans. Is Tuesday be Night Titans. When was that? When was that? Um, late eighties. They kind of did it like with a. Um, is a combo with like their Monday night show. Oh, okay. And um, they yeah they they did primetime wrestling and then they started taking like a half hour out of primetime and like saying it was a different show and Tuesday Night Titans. And then it was the Bobby Heenan show. The Bobby Heenan show. We yeah. gotta watch that. that you know that's amazing. gonna be good. Oh, it was it was so bad. It was great. <laughs> uh, but any other matches in particular? Yeah, I would always. I want to watch that run of uh, Ric Flair versus Steamboat because I've heard of it. Stone Cold Cold talks about it all the time, and you know, like where I grew up, I don't think we got, or maybe just because my parents didn't believe in cable half my life, I didn't get to see a lot of the the WCW stuff. So I'd really be interested in checking that out, just because I've heard so much about it. Yeah, and that was uh, that actually took place shortly after this so yeah, it'll, it'll be good timing for the and shit all the all the steamboat matches we've watched so far have been amazing so that, that makes me kind of want to check it out just, just a little bit more definitely i, I would like to watch there's a, i've seen one of them but i haven't seen all three so i'd like to see those as well mm-hmm. maybe we'll do that on the next bonus episode after wrestlemania 5 which i am super excited about i think we're gonna have a guest with us is that the plan we're gonna yeah have... we're gonna try to get we're gonna try to get a guest yeah we got a few names, but you never know who's the fourth man. <laughs> like old NWO reference. Y'all no, get, I, I get you. Yeah. You're picking, up, you picking yeah. up what I'm putting yeah, down. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, funny because it was... We, we thought it was going to be Scott Hall, but now it's Scott Steiner. Ugh. Remember that <laughs> angle? That was the worst. We're going to bring Scott back. Scott Steiner. No one wants Scott Steiner. <laughs> Mabel was the fourth, the third man before Diesel. All right, guys. Thank you all for tuning in to the bonus episode. Uh, we Enjoy watching Clash of the Champions 1 if you get a chance. This match was great. And until next time, y'all, we're going for the leg. Hold up now before you go. We here at the WrestleManiacs podcast want to thank you for listening. We want you to know that this is a podcast by wrestling fans for wrestling fans. So we want to hear your feedback. We want to hear your stories, your comments, your questions, so we can make this podcast as good as possible. Now, in order to get in touch with us, you can hit us up on Facebook at WrestleManiacs Podcast on Facebook, or you can email us at WrestleManiacsPod at gmail.com or on Instagram at WrestleManiacsPod. Thank you for tuning in, and we want to also thank Gabber Media. You can check out all their other great shows, or however you get your podcast, or at GabberMedia.com. See you guys next time.